Happy New Year. It's 2015 and uh, we're back. Welcome to episode 19 of Utopia to Me with me, Chris Locke. It's taken me a sec to get back on my horse and get organized for 2015. Our last uh, episode was with the actual real Santa Claus, but now we're back. It's 2015. We're going to get going with uh, a huge hit of uh, guests coming up in the f- in January. It's just crazy. This first episode uh, was really fun. It was with Graham K., uh, huge, hilarious stand-up comedian and uh, TV writer, Graham K., who's a Canadian, just moving to the States. So we caught him just before he's about to leave to uh, L.A., and we got to also do this podcast in our favorite brunch spot here in Toronto called Aunties and Uncles. So shout out to David at Aunties and Uncles for letting us stick around and record this upstairs while you guys cleaned up the restaurant after we ate a beautiful omelet of the day. And you also gave us tea, coffee. It was all very nice. And uh, just thinking about it makes me want to have an all cozy nap. So cozy, man. Right here in Toronto right now, January, it's super cold out. Cold snap. I don't know what's going on. Like craziness. It's like, uh, you know, the gods are not mad, just like they don't give a shit. <laughs> They're just like, freeze, freeze you little sausages. Like right now, basically everybody in this city is like the sausages, uh, maple soaked sausages I have wrapped up in saran wrap in my freezer. We're just waiting to be thawed and then cooked with some eggs uh, in the spring, I guess. But you know what? Whatever, man. That's uh, how the weather rumbles. And, uh, yeah, so this podcast is where we're breaking into the new year. It's a long, hearty, chunky soup one. It's really like you use a fork or a spoon. I don't know. You remember that reference? Uh, What about where's the beef? You remember that one? There's beef in this, uh, you know, podcast. Not like beef is in fighting, but beef is in mm, hearty dish. Because Graham really got into it. He really thought about the questions. He gave heartfelt answers. And we really got to discover some neat things. I, it's an hour and 15 minutes long, but I really recommend you listening to the whole way through because we talk about some really cool stuff. And near the end, he gives one of the, the uh, best stand-up, young stand-up anecdotes. Uh, you, you, like if you're a stand-up, a comedian, you would love this to happen to you. And he tells a really cool anecdote. And we finally got it on audio recording for posterity. And yeah. He's also a good buddy of mine. We had a lot of fun. I'm just going to get right to it. I've been blabbing for a little bit here, but it's good to be back holding the microphone, and I hope you guys enjoy episode 19 with Graham K of Utopia to Me. Here we go. Enjoy. Going to rush right into it because we are in an exotic location. Let me tell you who the uh, guest is first, and then we will talk about the exotic location we are in. Guys, everybody, Utopia to Me fans... Great uh, guest for episode 19. I hope so. Yes. Yeah, better be. It's Graham K. Hi. Graham K is a huge... No. (laughs) Hulking man. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, he's a big comedian, and he's done so much in Canada, and he's about to move to L.A., and also we're meeting at our favorite uh, brunch place. Yeah, we are. We had brunch downstairs. Yeah, you might be able to hear the music downstairs, actually. And then and all and all the clatter. If you hear clatter, it's because uh, we're we're at a, a brunch brunch place, and we're upstairs. Yeah. And they were nice enough to let us record, yeah. so we could both do our shit that we had to get done after. Yeah. This is aunties and uncles. Yeah. In Toronto. Yeah. Best brunch in all of the land. Auntiesanduncles dot com. Probably don't have a website. Dot <laughs> 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 biz. Dot biz. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, 
honestly, we just had a really delicious veggie omelet, mm. and now we're drinking tea. I'm drinking tea. He's drinking coffee. We're going to have fun talking to Graham about his utopia, and then I think I'm going to a meeting, and Graham has to uh, train to be an astronaut. I'm going to do a college comedy gig at Humber College, even though I never went to Humber College and studied comedy there. Are Isn't you serious? Weird? Why don't they choose the person who went to school there? I uh, guess they're not proud of their well, alumni. Who's some other more recent alumni? I don't know. What time does the show start? Seven something. Oh, okay. You're good. You're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you go there? No, and I feel really... I'm glad I didn't. Me too. To be honest, I liked I'm glad you didn't learning the ropes uh, on my own. Comedy school is so stupid. But when I was a kid, when I like before I got into sketch and improv, I dabbled in stand-up a bit before I came back into stand-up later. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like in 99, 2000, I did a few open mics when I was really young. And a guy came up to me. I won't say his name on the... Who cares? Rob Trick. Yeah. <laughs> he came up to me. Like, I won't say his name. Who cares? Rob Trick. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Not even a comma. <laughs> he liked my set. I guess he was like, you really... You would uh, benefit from... You, you got to go to the hum, new Humber course in college or whatever. Or Humber comedy co- course. He was like, I need business. Because yeah. I'm a failed comedian. And I think I was like 21 maybe at the most. And I was like, ha No way. Like yeah. even at that age, I was like, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, you're smart. I just started comedy and I did not want to like sit in a room and watch an old man tell me how to go. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me learn that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big scam. The whole thing is a big scam. Is it? And Oh, yeah. Very it's controversial com- start to the 2015 a comedy school? to me year. A comedy school? Come on, you fucking losers. <laughs> Honestly, if you went to a comedy school, you wasted your parents' money, and you should be ashamed. Is that what you're opening with this evening? <laughs> oh, my God. It makes me so angry. You fucking losers. Yeah. Well, anyways, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, I saw a guy looking like this. <laughs> my, I have so many good friends. You don't friends. have a joke that goes like I have that. so many good friends that went to that comedy school. Yeah. And to be fair, I did take a two-week comedy course when I first decided to get into comedy. Yeah. But it was oh, I did a huge waste of time, and yeah. I would never have gone to an accredited college to take comedy. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's so... This is the only place in the world, Toronto, where it's accepted, socially acceptable, to say you went to comedy college. Yeah. Everywhere else in the world, they're like, are you fucked? What is <laughs> wrong with you, you? fucked in the head? Well, you just like, it makes no sense. It really is insulting. Okay, you know what? Now I feel embarrassed now that I think about it, but for two years... I went to comedy college. I did Second City improv courses. That's not. That's different. That's, that's a. That's a. That's a side course you take. It's not the focus focal yeah. point of your life. Right. You're like doing other things. No, and you're it was getting. Neat. I liked learning to work with strangers and be vulnerable on stage and all that. I shit. took. I took. I took two uh, courses at UCB. Yeah. You know, like In New uh, York. Yeah. Like I took the 101 and 201 or whatever yeah. because it's a uh, it's it's important to see if that's what you want to do and it's important to have trained people who are still with it tell you how to how, tell you how to do it but yeah. that's, that's 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 a side course but then you take some skills and then you grow and to give thousands of dollars to an accredited institution for co- stand-up comedy is bizarre right it's like a right a, it's like a college yeah if you're like, I, like right next door, you can learn how to like actually be a garbage. Fix man. a VCR. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you probably should if you're going there for stand up. Yeah. 
Well, we do know, yeah, we do know a bunch of people that have done the course and they then leave and grow on their own and they're yeah. they're awesome and they had skills to begin with. Yes. But it is funny when you talk to those people and then they say, oh, yeah, man, like basically more than three quarters of the class disappear. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. Yeah. Like that's usually the case, right? The people that were going to, that had the talent and were going to do stand-up anyways, they're usually good or anyway and you would have made have all those drive. friends all the friends you made in that course which is the main reason why people go like right, you'd make it at the open like, mics. i understand if yeah you make them at open mics like may, people who take comedy courses they're like oh uh you know uh well at least i'm you know i met my crew of friends i'm like ding dong you would have met them at open mics immediately <laughs> i can't wait to hear how this set goes today yeah. you're just straight up gonna do stand-up and then get out of there where what the Humber set tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who organized that? I should, I should just say all that. Well, I would never do that. They're paying me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I would know. never. I am a professional. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. You're paying me money. I'm not going to. I don't have an. My agenda is not that deep. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I really don't care. If people want to take it, they can take it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to. Who cares? You know, they're paying me. That's nice. Thank you very much. I will do my job. Everyone that's listening to this episode. Their dreams have just been shattered. Why? From going to comedy college. Good. I helped you. I they were like, you I'm going stuff. to comedy college. It was going to be like Animal House. We were going <laughs> we to do panty raids. Oh, my God. I saved you so much money. You were going to get way better, quicker, uh, performing on open mics with people that are at the same time at your level and other people that are better at you. You know, better than you. You know what I mean? Just go on to the Toronto uh, stand-up comedy community message yeah. board on Facebook, and you can learn everything there. Yeah, and you can you can wait <laughs> tables and make money and do that. Yeah. And so you're not losing money. Yeah. Speaking of losing money, uh, you're about to go to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a good segue because it is so true. Yeah. I'm so scared, Chris. Yeah. I'm so It's going to be great. I'm scared. I will point out before we really dive in here to the meat of this podcast, that you are going to L.A. because you also, you actually are from Ottawa, but you started in New York as yeah. a choice for five years. Yeah. And then you came back to Canada because you had to. Yeah, I didn't have a visa. Yeah, and now... I was an illegal immigrant for five years. You've done everything. You've accomplished so much in Canada that you have to go to L.A. You have to go to America again, which is great. <sighs> That's one perspective. Um, it's I, true. Come on. There's a there's a glass ceiling here. We don't have to talk about it on the part. Everybody knows a lot. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows. We don't have to talk about comedy. I feel like it slips in no matter what each yeah. podcast. Yeah, I know. If you're with the Canadian comedians. We well, just anything. Like I, I'm happy to talk about comedy all day. But <clears throat> is L.A. like your utopian society? No. Why not? Well, I will say this. I think. I think that L.A. is. I'm not a nature guy. I'm a what humans built culture guy. Like, oh, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. You like buildings and, and buildings. sidewalks. Yeah. And everything. I was talking about this last night. L.A. will always be ugly. Yeah. Because nothing will age and become cool. Everything is not built to last. Everything is only built to last 80 years and it'll fall apart and they'll make the new strip mall. Yeah. Everything they built there is ugly. The way they laid out the city. Yeah. Is sprawling and not done with any sort of interesting design. They mm -hmm. do have very interesting like like Spanish Art Nouveau like like 1930s architecture there which I really like. Yeah. Like all those Sometimes. old homes. Yeah. 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 
like Art Deco buildings. Some in of the there. old buildings, like around Beverly Hills. And yeah, Santa they're really beautiful. Yeah, I think that that makes me happy. Yeah, me too. And the ocean is obviously, and all that stuff makes me happy. But I, I like, I like cities like New York where. You don't own a car and you drive around, or you you, you don't own a car and, you're, and you, <laughs> or you like you know you just you you know I like taking sub I don't like I like not owning a car and walking most places and taking the subway. Well, and me too. People totally. You know? Yeah, I it's think, funny when you're working hard in New York too. Half of your day is spent on the subway because you just not half. Well, you're going uptown, downtown, Brooklyn. Less time, less time is spent on a subway than in LA in a car. Yeah, that's true. Totally. You know? You know, yeah. I think it's just a very reasonable amount of time, and you're moving your body when you do that, which is good for your brain and your 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 body. Yeah, I just I, there is no I, there is no real like, city that I could think of that is like the perfect city. I would have to say that Toronto might be as close as it gets for me because it's like a New York, and it's not completely overpriced. Like there are mm-hmm. neighborhoods that are, but the you can still live close to all the cool stuff. Yeah, and it's relatively affordable. Artists can still live in the city here. You don't have to own a car. It's safe. It's such a safe, clean, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Toronto is Andy's the, and Uncles is here. Andy's and Uncles is here. Toronto is the closest. I love New York. I love, 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 love New York. Yeah. But sometimes it gets me down how, how uh, over it is. Yeah. You know, how I'm, I feel like I missed the boat. One thing I like about LA is everyone is really stressed in New York too. Like I don't the know. if you're hustling, I think it's good. I think it's good to be, everyone's committed. Like when I go to do a bunch of shows in New York, like I try to squeeze a lot into one trip. Mm-hmm. So I really feel the the hustle. Oh yeah. But it's funny like the difference is people that are doing the hustle like all the time. Yeah. I notice there's like a sort of style of comedian there that shows up to the show Exhausted, covered in dirt, their hair's a mess. You always say that. They're like, hey, man. (laughs) And then they go on and they're great. They're funny or they're hungry or whatever. But it's like, yeah, you really become a city dweller, like an underground city dweller. It is is a, uh, it is a. Like shirts are wrinkled because they live in like a small space. And I don't know. Yeah, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't like it. And I understand that. No, I do like it. But all the, but I, I think it's way insane it's busy mm-hmm. i do like it i love new york i actually am working on my green card right now and it's a toss-up between new york and la but i think la but anyways yeah but yeah i think like um like i was staying at my friend scott's last time i was there in april Where? and uh just uptown actually uh pretty far uptown but it was kind of cool in like like harlem or no no before harlem on the east side upper east side Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, the he got park? A, scored a cool place. But still, in the uh, apartment, when I was using the kitchen, this is, the, this is the, what New York is like. You can be in your own kitchen in an apartment and hear a man's voice clearer as day go, Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> but he's not talking to you. He's just, like, on the other side of the wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is, like, New York to me. Yeah. is like, people being like, it almost seems like... People are talking to you through walls. Yeah. I get yeah. lonely really easily. I don't like nature. 
Because okay. it makes me sad. And so let's officially build your utopian world then. So environment, exactly. You don't like nature. You like the I like nature, urban scape. I like nature at a accessible, comfortable distance. I need nature in my life. I need it to be around. Yeah. I don't want to always be in a city. So you're not a camping guy. I'm just not a camping guy. I love the idea of every once in a while switching it up, leaving the city, mm-hmm. and going, ah, and going to the nature. Yeah, for I like, like an that. afternoon. Yeah. But not for a whole weekend camping. No, and coming back, you know? Have you had bad uh, instances camping? I grew up, um, my parents did like the whole like drive across the country and we'll camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just awful. There was nothing good about it. So maybe that's what happened is like being with your family tainted it. Yeah. (laughs) And also when I go with my friends, like I've been once or twice, like I don't, it's not... Like, I go into a cottage is the best because mm. you have a bed, you're warm, <laughs> and you got beers, and you can make breakfast mm-hmm. on a stove, and you can sleep in, and you can stay yeah. up late, and every it's the best of both worlds. And mm-hmm. camping is like, okay, it's 7 o'clock, let's go to bed. And then you wake up, and you're cold, it's 5, and you're groggy, and then you go hike. It's the worst. It's like slave labor. It's like, I don't know. To me, it's like... Going for a hike in the wilderness is like slave labor. Well, you're just tired and groggy and wet and cold, and it's like fucking dark. And, okay. And then it's like, well, now yeah. we go hike around this mountain. I'm like, what, am, what is this, the Bataan Death March? Like, Yeah. I, you know? And then they're like, yes, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've never uh, hard-boiled an egg over a boiling, f- uh, yeah. roaring fire? Yeah. <laughs> it's really romantic. I okay, bet. so cityscape, somewhat like Toronto. Yes. You're not the first comedian to say that. It's so funny. Most comedians are like, Toronto is sort of like the ideal city, and then we all have to it's leave too for cold. work. I know, it sucks. It's too cold. It's too cold in the winter. What's the environment like then? Actually, like, what's the actual weather like? I think... Uh, Hot city? New York or <laughs> Washington, D.C. has the ideal weather. Like Toronto, but somewhat milder, a bit milder. Longer, summer. Yeah. A real winter that is a month and a half long. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then New York's great because you can you can go on a subway to a real white sandy beach. You can, like, bring oh. a surfboard to a beach. Oh, my God. Have you been to that beach, though? There's many beaches. I've I been... saw guys... No, you're, you're, thinking of, you're thinking of Coney Island. Yeah, I saw guys literally fishing with fried chicken. Yeah. Like, as bait. Yeah, it's hilarious. On the hook. That's hilarious. <laughs> but that's... But then, but then that's you're thinking of Coney Island. But you yeah. take this, the H train the other way. Yeah. Uh, like I think the Ozone or whatever. Okay. And, uh, Ozarks. No. And then uh, <laughs> and then you then you you go to the last stop. And then you hop on like uh, another weird little train, yeah. which is the same transfer. No, and, and then it takes you to a completely isolated uh, beach. It's like amazing. And then. Um, and if you want to go even, if you want to like spend a little more time and like spend ten bucks, you take like a commuter train mm-hmm. uh, to like a place called uh, I think it's Jones Beach or James Beach, I can't remember, on Long Island, and that's like out of uh, a postcard. Right now, you're basically saying like my perfect utopian environment is New York with less people, like Toronto. No, I like all the people. Then you just want to live in New York. That is your perfect utopian no, society. No, because, because uh, yeah. it is um, too, uh, too segregated. Oh, and you also don't like how it feels like it's over now. I don't like it's how like it's, it's too expensive. I forgot about that. It's too expensive. Um, it's over. Um, 
Toronto, I feel like we're creating what Toronto is right now. Yeah. I feel like it's happening right now. Right. It's going, it's changing tiers. We plateaued and now we're, we're on the way up to our next plateau. And yeah. It's great. And I'm glad to be one of the comedians that didn't experience that for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm leaving and, uh, that's enjoy hilarious. enjoy everything, everybody. That's hilarious. That's what it feels like sometimes. Well, someone said that to me the other day. Who was it? Bobby Knuff. I was. We were doing a weekend in Mississauga, and he was like, "You're the type of comedian that everybody likes right now because you're you're bringing all this new style of comedy to the club. So then when we're older, they'll already be ready for it." And I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's a nice compliment, but also it makes me feel like <clears throat> someone else is going to be get the shit. I don't know. I don't know what what my utopia is. I kind of was hoping to find out through this. It's good. You are. You love New York, but there's a, you don't like it as segregated. You don't like. I don't like. I don't like how American it is. I don't like how uh, how how racist it is. I don't like how poor it is. I don't like how yeah. dumb so many people are. Yeah, I don't like how all the small people live on the smart people live. In your perfect utopian world, where are dumb people going to be? I think. Are you going to have patience for them, or do they get killed? Well, I think that sent to a prison island, or what is it? I think they'll be given schooling. (laughs) You think schooling fixes dumb people? Oh yeah, really? Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about like dumb people because of not because their brain just does not have the capacity, but because. They haven't been properly educated. They were on the ground up. They were taught to be dumb. You think so? Oh yeah. Like what type of person is just taught to be dumb? Well, I think it's, uh, it's a lot of a lot of culture and class. Like I think yeah. I think there's two kinds of dumb people in America. There's wealthy Republicans, and I think that there are um, stupid poor people. Yeah, and it's not that they're. Genetically, just as smart both as anybody. Of, both of them didn't have a chance. Well, the first, the <laughs> dumb Republicans totally had a chance, but they had they have a dumb culture and dumb parents. But if you're born into that, you don't have a chance because you don't know. True. Well, you, it's like have you ever seen like those talk shows when they show babies that were born into the KKK? What the fuck is that baby gonna do, man? Yeah, yeah. It's screwed. Yeah. Like I lived in I lived in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. I lived literally around the corner from the Marcy Projects where Jay Z grew up. There were yeah. Gunshots every second day or third day. Yeah, and uh, there was a drive-by in front of my house. Like cars got like blown, like shot up, like right in front of my house when I yeah, was like, by Republicans. By Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah. and, it, and it's like that. All that shit. All that shit is obviously like it's just you know. There's like a million reasons that I'm not going to get into because we're not going to solve anything today and we already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like they're But I think that's nice that you have a real um they're not know, they're concern not. in that in your utopian world you are very uh kind that you're considering these people and you I don't know actually... if I'm kind, I just don't want to deal with stupid people. <laughs> okay. And I don't want to be scared and worried I'm going to get shot. And I don't want to be like have my rights So no stupid upon. people. There could be no stupid people. Yeah. But now we get to the point it's like What's your idea of super smart? Like, because now you're gonna like. What are the other people gonna be like? Are they gonna be just like you, or is everyone still gonna have some flavor? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Interesting people. Like, I mean, I mean, look, you can't have you can't have all the obviously you can't have all the same people, but I think that there's like, I think things were the best in society 
in terms of like right wing and left wing, but mm-hmm. not not race relations, not gay relations, not like women, you know, feminism and everything. But I think in like the post war sixties, everybody was there the were no, but there were like up there were like. At least it, there were like you know there were the right, you know there's some like right wing racist people but everybody was like mostly politically speaking right of center or left of center right. or the center now everything is like so fucked up everyone hates each other everyone's part of a team mm-hmm. and if you you know and it's just like I in think the that's, 60s actually better. there was like very drastically this is so boring I'm, I'm I feel like I'm being so boring <laughs> I'm like talking about any everything you know what? everybody already knows about you have a lot of fans and they want to know how Graham thinks and this is how he thinks ah oh, man I feel like I'm being so boring when you when you, when you when you mean when you mean utopia like I don't understand do you mean like the entire world like I want other things mm-hmm. or do you mean just a little like city state where I live where everything's perfect yes and I don't get to live exactly no you I don't well, get to leave I mean <laughs> you I get to, to live that sounds like hell to me I live in the same cool place that I think is perfect but I never get to leave well then that's part of it yeah, yeah it's like you well I think the fact that you're considering um Sociopolitical uh, ideals already means that you are uh, a person that doesn't want to be just a super narcissist living in his own castle with everything nice dangling in front of your reach. So, yeah, I don't know. It means that you can build whatever world you want. Uh, what would your perfect. Because exactly what you're talking about is what makes me want to do this podcast is that. Um, the conflicts between political ideologies and all that stuff that we are at just coming to like this crazy boiling pot these days in our world is like, well, what the fuck is the utopia to you? Because it's so subjective to every single person, even all the like minded people that we know. Uh, that we hang out with, it's so different even for... Like, it'll never work. The actual definition of utopia is a place that is nowhere. Like, it can't happen. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what utopia is to me. Okay. <laughs> this is one of the most hardcore ones. Canada? I think you and Rebecca Kohler had the most serious ones so far. My utopia is Canada, politically speaking, in the 90s. When okay. we weren't so polarized. Before Stephen Harper and all that. Yeah. A liberal government, nice liberal government, and progressive conservatives. Yeah. Progressive, not just conservative. You know right. what I mean? The conservatives became and then the, NDP uh, over there. In the case. Reform Party basically became the res- yeah. conservatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, before all, that, before all that, you know, and reform was way on the right, and the NDP was way on the left. And yeah. everyone was like, "Well, just being liberal and everything." Like I like that with today's values in terms right. of like race, race sex, gender yeah. all that stuff yeah yeah equality. except for the gays i don't like how they've come along <laughs> keeping down that's what i say yeah but anyway um but like and then canada that exact environment so politically early 90s socially now and yeah. then um global warming um has made canada warmer yeah and then um I think I'd like I'd like uh, there to be um, less restrictions. Did you say global warming has made everything warmer? Yeah, so Canada is more warm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So like we're we if you what I hate about Canada is if you go outside for mm-hmm. a third of the year you'll yeah. die. Yeah. If you for four months a few people have died already in this cold blast in Toronto. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think they found a guy under a truck this morning. Yeah. Dead. Just like... That was his only option. Under a truck. I will say this. My utopian world is under a cold truck. You can never... In... in, in, in I guess utopia, you can say, yeah, my utopia. <laughs> well, you're living in it, man. You're living in your utopia. I can then. get whatever I want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I just think, uh, I think that that I think that's great, and I think um, uh, I would like. Uh, what would I like? I think that's. I think that'd be perfect. Okay, and so now we're in the environment. We're in the political. The most political. Is this the most boring one you've no, ever done? No, but it's. Just, I, Yes. Not yet, but it's. <laughs> I, no, but hate, it's I, I think I suck. No, I, give me a terrible. break. This is the most p- politically charged one off, off the top. But you know what? Rebecca Kohler uh, did that as well. Yeah. And then you get to all these points. That's what I like about this, too, is that you get to these points where you're like, yeah, but, uh, you know, like, then this can't happen. And it gets like you start real, you start um, seeing the. The uh, conflict with like trying to have a utopian society, like everything is hypocritical of itself. Let's have something yeah, fun. That's a good then. point. Just well, say you're hanging out in this politically chill environment. I think I did say what what would it be. I think I like what I just said about what my utopia. Totally. Is. Now you're sitting there. What? Okay, I'm going to lighten it up. What type? Oh, of... can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. And also, less border restrictions on comedians working in America. Like I feel like I'm an outsider. I, yes. I feel like. Eddie no does. one. It's so funny. No one said that. Eddie says yeah. it best. He's like, when we go to the states, they're like, "Oh, that guy's good. Where'd he come from?" He's like, "He's like, man, we're like Cuban baseball players down here." Wow, <laughs> that's really. There's good. no footage of us. There's yeah. no like. We no one knows our name, and we just come in, and we're like 35 and good. And like, I know. Where's he been for 15 years? I know. It's like when you go to uh, an American city where they don't. You maybe know one guy. Yeah. Like, San Fran, like, you know, a couple times I've been to San Fran or Seattle. So I've started to meet more friends there, but, like, no one says boo. And then when you come off stage, you got a bunch of buddies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which that, I, 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 I get on their part. I get too, totally. Yeah. But, like, it's, I resent it, but I, because of my own ego, but I get it. You totally, man. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's so like, immigration is way more chill. It's Vietnam and, like, you know, it's like being a, a, a soldier in Vietnam. It's like, here's this new guy. I'm not going to know his name. I'm going to learn his name. He'll yeah, be like, dead in 30 seconds. And then he's like, <laughs> and then he, and like, then he saves your life. And he saves my life. Or he's like been around for two months. You're like, well, he, he seems to know. Well, like, he'll be around for yeah. two months. You know, he'll, 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 Canada. Hey, Canada. Yeah. Yes. I remember a Canadian, a nice Canadian from Hamilton gave yeah. me a cigarette in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, yeah, I'm kind of like that guy, you know. Yeah, okay, so immigration is more relaxed. We're going to go into the funner stuff now. Because I, I usually open with some fun stuff, but you went straight to, like, literally thinking of how... Hey, Socrates, how are we going to make a utopian society work? Well... Which is good, because it's interesting. That's, that's what you asked me. Exa- yeah, okay. Well... Get off my fucking back. Man. Now that you're in uh, Socrates' pleasure dome... Yeah. <laughs> 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 and the artists rule the hot new Canadian climate. Uh-huh. What uh kind of food would there be? Ooh. Uh well, I like breakfast. It's my favorite meal of the day. Yeah, we are at Auntie's and Uncle's Peace on Earth. I love having I think my favorite thing to do one of my favorite things to do is wake up hungover and meet my <laughs> friends for brunch. Yeah. It's the best. That's the or I love most about being a comedian, I think. 
Yeah. He's meeting my friends for brunch. Um, can I just say that I'm one of those friends? You totally are. Yeah, we have a we have like it sounds kind of cheesy sometimes when I think about it, but we have a band of tight knit comedian friends that enjoy each other's company over brunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were we talking about it last night? Yeah, yeah. And I was talking about it with Nussbaum too, who yeah. has to do this podcast. But yeah, when you have like, when you have friends with a similar work ethic, and then uh, I don't know, it's a good way. But well, we work at night anyway, so it makes sense that the mellow, the mornings are mellow a bit. It's great. So you love brunch? Oh man! What's your favorite brunch? My favorite brunch is um, um, uh, ooh, I like a nice cheesy omelet with uh, ooh, you know, you know, it's, I like I like. Uh, Nice cheesy omelet. What's yeah. that one with the uh, egg on a English muffin? Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Yeah, I like that. They they have that in the states, right? Oh yeah, but they don't have female bacon. I don't think. No, they call it Canadian. Oh bacon. yeah, the Canadian bacon. Yeah. I yeah. wish I didn't have Alzheimer's disease. That's what I wish in my utopia. I can't remember anything, man. I forgot my That's brother's true. name. I forget my girlfriend's name. Yeah. I forget. Like, do you want to talk about that stuff? Because I know that about you, and it's super interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you're always like, well, what's that guy's name again? Yeah. Do you forget my name? Sometimes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's weird. Um, what, what did you... I'll have to do the alphabet. I'll be like A, B, C, Chris Lock. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you probably, you probably started discovering that when you were, like, a kid, right? Yeah. So, how did you talk to people about that? Be like... No. Do you I go, Mom, Dad, I can't remember. <laughs> I'd go, uh... Mom, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> guy, guy, <laughs> guy. I'm from your loins. <laughs> What's weird? I'll look at somebody. I'll remember. I'll start. I'll remember like 50 million things about their personality and where they're from, and like I'll remember like that you have like a stepdad and you're not close to your dad, and I'll remember like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm bad with names too, not to that degree. Mm-hmm. But even I can understand the discomfort of like forgetting a fellow comedian's name that I've seen at a bunch of shows over the times. Yeah. And then I just don't. I I I always introduce people by going like, "Do you know this person?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, hey man. And people just know. They even right when I know it. the person's name, I'm scared that I don't know it the right way. Oh, me too. Like a Tara or a Tara. I even mean, risk it. Yeah, or Brian with a Y. How do I say that? Brian. <laughs> Brian. Do you know Brundle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have done that. Like, if I don't know yeah. the, like, do you I, know something? Like, Kyra or Kira. I always go, hey, do you know Kira? Do you know Kira? Like, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say it really quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, loud. Kira. Like, and, like. Do you know Kira? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely done. Do you that. know this one? Yeah, this one. Do that. There's a girl who works for a woman who works yeah. for uh, Yaki Yucks, and I don't know if it's Kyra or Kira. It's well, it's Kira, but it's it's spelled Kyra. It's totally Kyra. Yeah, I know what you mean. Grow up. Are you listening to this, yeah. Kyra? Yeah, Kira. Put put some uh, help us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, okay. So in your utopian society, you wouldn't have this uh, memorization problem. I, I'm with you, man. I wish my parents wouldn't die. I wish my brother was taken care of. Oh, that's nice. Do you want yeah. to tell the people listening why your brother needs to be taken care of? He's autistic. Yeah. Yeah. So who would take care so of him? So I have, like, a time limit on how I have to be successful in L.A. Yeah. Because my brother can't leave Ottawa. 
So eventually, I have to move back to Ottawa. Oh, you mean like when die. your parents are old? Yeah. Are you? Do you seriously think like that? Yeah. Well, your it's true. Your parents aren't super old. Though. They're sixty-six. Yeah. So my time living in LA, you're talking at least twenty years. That's or more. no way, man. My dad might get Alzheimer's. All my family has Alzheimer's. Really? Yeah. I wish there was no Alzheimer's. So you think that your memory? Trip I think my dad is like hereditary in a weird way. Yeah. I think my my dad's worried about Alzheimer's. That's why he has. Uh, he retired and now he's a uh, real estate agent, so his brain doesn't go to mush. He does like Sudoku. Yeah, he's sixty six. Like, what if when he's I can't do seventy four? I don't even know how to start. What if he's like seventy four <laughs> and gets it? You know? Yeah. Or my grandfather. All my grandfather got like all my grandfather's got it before. So it's yeah. like it's like fuck. I might even only have four years. You my know? granddad has it right now. That sucks, dude. I'm but he's sorry. like my step granddad. Yeah. The, the locks. Yeah. But he's. Yeah, it was. It's hard. We go and visit him, and yeah, the only thing he can still really do on cue is make a sexual innuendo joke, <laughs> and then we all laugh and we're like, "Amazing!" <laughs> but he can't remember us. Nothing. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Can't remember the last thing he did. That sucks. But he still got like a sense of humor to help him survive. That's Great. kind of neat. That is neat. Yeah. So okay. So you, Alzheimer's runs in your family. You're worried about that. You don't want that. If you could have your way. And uh, I think that's interesting that you think like that about uh, going to take care of your brother. Um, there's no other place you could go? Like the, no other family? Or? Well, it's like Rain Man. You don't Man. have to solve it now. It's like but. Rain Man. You like uproot his shit and he's all fucked up, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, he like. Well, I've met him a couple of times and remember. Uh, um, he didn't remember meeting me, and then he got really stressed about it. Yeah. He kept reminding me, like, I really don't remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no problem. It was a long time ago, you know? Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah. Very nice. He's got good manners. And he loves The Simpsons. Fuck, he loves The Simpsons. Yeah. Man, does he love The Simpsons. <laughs> he loves The Simpsons, Star Wars, yeah. and Spider-Man. Did you listen to the radio lab about the kid that loved the autistic kid who... Uh, his parents didn't know how to communicate with him until they started talking like the characters from Disney movies. What? Yeah, you got to listen to it, especially with your brother and his connection with The Simpsons. It's insane. Like they didn't know how to communicate with him for for a good chunk of his early youth, and then all of a sudden, his dad started doing like the puppet, like of the parrot from Aladdin or whatever, yeah. and the kids talked right to him, like and expressed himself everything. Like, I feel trapped. No one understands me. I can't talk to my parents. He was openly talking clear like that all of a sudden. That is terrifying. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Now I'm talking about another awesome podcast on my podcast. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to Utopia to Me right now uh, with Chris Locke and Graham K, forget it. Go check out Radio Lab. <laughs> no. I, you know, yeah. But I, that, I, I, I do recommend it. Okay, so... You're see. Here's the thing that you think that you're stressed about. Um, you think it's boring, and you think you dove into all these serious topics on the podcast. Yeah. But let me tell you something that I think uh, overall so far that we found out about your idea of like your perfect utopian world is it's very altruistic. You care about race, sex, gender. You care about. You definitely care about racism. You care about like the politics and bringing people together, and you care about your family. 
So those are the main things you focused on. I mean, even when we talked about food, you're like, I like having brunch with my friends. Yeah, I like like you're very the, so far your utopian nice. world is very kind, and it's not really about you. It's about taking care of all these other people around you. So. Is that a waste of time for people to listen? I don't think so. I think it's very positive. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Hopefully they listen to this far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. We're 30 seconds. We're 36 <laughs> minutes in. If you've made it this far, um, feel a little good about yourself. <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, you have to go through the gears sometimes. Um, on this podcast to discover stuff. Like some people come out riffing and being a goof right away. It's totally fine. But you have to go either way you have to go through it never really starts hitting and you know until a half hour, forty minutes in because there's so much junk we have to get out. You know? I hit right away and then I got nothing left. Yeah, you want to do a tight seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, Good night everybody. It's like a podcast. They just keep listening to it. <laughs> what about you're a huge sports guy? Yeah. Well, okay, so what sports would be the main focus in this world? This very nice, altruistic kind I of like world. All, I like all the sports. I think they all, they're all pretty valid. I like... Uh, Rugby? Sure, if that's what you like. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Since you're a huge sports guy and I'm only a medium sports guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've noticed. I think you have. But I love rugby shirts. Yeah. Right? You look good in rugby shirts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, I just bought a new one the other day. Wait till you see it. Blue and orange. Oh, Jesus boy. Christ. Whoa, that's wacky. Oh, yeah. And it's got... Ralph Pat- Lauren, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Yeah, they would, don't, they would do that. I know, because it's not real sports-like. It's more like pretty. Well, whatever. Either way. Yeah. Do you think that I need to love rugby to love rugby shirts? That is like saying you need to love <laughs> basketball to wear basketball shoes. <laughs> oh, right. Or basketball shorts. Or basketball shorts. <laughs> Do you love basketball? No, I just love the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you. This guy from Adam. Okay. <laughs> from Adam. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Rugby shirts. Okay, cool. Got I, the approval from a jockey-ish guy. Am I a jockey-ish guy? Well, be honest. I know that you fight that, but you yeah. love sports. Yeah. Maybe you don't play sports all the time like a jockeyish guy, but you do play sports. I play sports. Here's what I I always I always was conflicted of who I was when I was growing up because I like love sports but I hated my teammates. Yeah. Well, I love playing sports and um but I hated like the broy aspect of I it. I hated it. But then I got into skateboarding and yeah. snowboarding more. But then the higher up you get into skateboarding, it, it becomes broy again. But I will and say this, like, Fuck. I will say this about skateboarding and you can see it bleed into things like snowboarding and even in the yeah. snowboarding in the olympics is like yeah it's all about hanging with your friends and skating around the city and supporting each other yeah like it's a lot of like oh shit yeah like well we just watched that vid of the yeah. guy ollie over the car right yeah and then the, at the end of that you see all the dudes being like shit that's, high-fiving that's and, my favorite part yeah, they're yeah. excited to see something for their, for their friend do it you know yeah and like it's just you, the behind the scenes shit where like they think they need to be dicks to like chicks and whatever oh yeah well that's yeah, just yeah. being a man yeah you're probably trying right. to look cool you know that's yeah. being a young man yeah but i think like like uh <clears throat> I I I, just, I like I lo- always loved that. I was always jealous of my friends. I was always wished that I had the balls to get into skateboarding, but I was too embarrassed that I embarrassed myself. I was tall and lanky. I'd size yeah, fifteen you're taller. feet. Luckily, being short and stocky, it was it's kind the best of decent for every, skating. Oh man, it's the best build. You have the best build for any board sport. Um, yeah, and my balances are still really good, even though I got yeah. a belly now. 
I went skiing on Monday and it was still totally. You showed me the clip. You were like you were like Warren Miller movie. Yeah, man. You know Warren Miller? Yeah, you missed it. I just jumped out of a helicopter. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Warren Miller. Did you know that his first fucking ski movie was like made in like the forties or something or fifties? Yeah, it's insane. He, yeah, because I, I used to watch his movies when I was in the like in the eighties. Yeah, and I never knew he was like a super old dude. Do you know? Me too. Do you know yeah. who grips his style? You know how comics they like are in not it doesn't steal, but like are inspired and use other people's joke delivery system or yeah, their voice yeah. or whatever. I'm sure a million people. Anthony Bourdain, I'm sure, studied Warren Miller movies. Really? You watch like his the way his cadence is when he's off camera, when he's doing a voiceover of stuff. Yeah. It's the same as the Warren Miller movies. Well, probably probably grew up watching those. Yeah. That's weird. Warren Miller has the best off camera. It's so soothing and fun yeah. and funny. Yeah. You know, and like Whoa. Yeah, well, he made me feel like, you know, like when I was a kid, because my f- parents, like, we've talked about this before, but my parents, uh, so did you, right? Uh-huh. You grew up skiing too, right? Yeah. Ish? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a white guy. <laughs> skiing and tennis, right? Sometimes both at the same time? No tennis. Really? No. Oh, yeah. I can play tennis, but I never, like, actively was on my own. I'd never be like, cleaning the grill down there Can you guys hear that they're cleaning the grill at annie's and uncles i'm yeah. sorry if it's distracting yeah. but also thanks annie's and uncles yeah <laughs> having us annie's and uncles.com anyways i could talk about my own <laughs> sports shit but anyways okay so what, what like yeah. every sport is in this planet this utopian i think it's good it's good for team building i think it's good for health yeah. mental health i think it's what i like about sports is you can't it's like you can't argue about the result usually it's like yeah i like that the that it's a definitive answer it's yeah. like the right outcome yeah you know well you lost you won yeah you really lost I like that yeah like in stand up guys can bomb and they come off and they're like shit man that was great yeah i really really opened up their minds you can't be like you lost you lost <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of also why i like stand up cuz it you kind of you kind of can go you lost yeah <laughs> you know well the audience goes you lost yeah i love that <laughs> yeah, i love yeah. a definitive answer but there are some people that go i didn't lose yeah uh okay we're getting near the end not to- totally to the end but i'm going to get back into a difficult one okay since we started off with all the but um you know what? I actually really like how it started off, even though you were unsure about it, because you broke down New York City. Yeah. Like, no one's done that yet on this. So anyways, anyways, we're out of that. We're in the, we're in the nice environment, okay? Uh-huh. A warmer Canada. Global, uh, global warming was nice to I us. I want to live in a city of five million or above. Five million or above. Um, kind of like Toronto meets New York. Yeah. Uh, warmer Toronto. Political, po- like politics of the '90s, Canada, yeah, with the social uh, consciousness of now, yeah, um, all kinds of sports, brunch with friends all the time, everyone's yeah. taking care of each other because everyone's in love and nice people, <laughs> which brings us to this nice capper uh, for the end is relationships. What are relationships like in this world? I, I mean, I know you're in an I th- in real life, you're in a nice, very nice. Sing, uh, solo relationship with the lovely lady. Yeah, I, I wish. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think relationships are. We're the most. Relationships are the best they've ever been in the world. I think because. We have the most choice. Yeah. That we've ever had. You can live with who you want to live with. Yeah. You can marry who you want to marry. 
And then you can divorce them if you don't want to anymore. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So you still like the same... Yeah. What, I mean, I think that marriage is good. Yeah. I think it's... it's uh, People are like, oh, shit on marriage, and they shit on, like... Like, I think, I think it's good because you need a support system. I'm the only, thing that, the only thing that sucks about being married is you can't have sex with other people without feeling guilty and hurting the other person you love. Yeah, but... I wish I could take a pill that would make... Uh, guilt go away for jamming with other people? Guilt and also... Her, I wish they didn't get hurt. And also, yeah. the thing about open relationships is they never mm-hmm. work and it's... Your jealousy is, is like... It's it just... Yeah. Oh, man. I've never done an open relationship, but... No. They always seem to be like, like on the cusp of ending. If you get drunk with your friends, who yeah, if you ever get <laughs> drunk with your friends who are in an mm-hmm. open relationship and you really like, like aren't scared to ask the tough questions, yeah, they're fucking jealous. Yeah, you know they hate it. It's just so hard because we're animals. Like, yeah. oh my god, this girl downstairs today when we were finishing brunch had the best ass, and I was just like, yeah. Why can't I... Oh, I, when we were coming upstairs? Yeah. I was like, why can't I, why can't I like... Just grab it and yeah. uh, not suffer the consequences? Well, I want to grab it. I want to, like, talk to her and, like... I want to take off her pants and, like, put my hand on her ass. Um, so I bad. really uh, admire your honesty. But I don't want to, like... I don't want to make my... First of all, I'll feel like garbage. Yeah. Second of all, I don't want to hurt a girl I love. Exactly. Who's... who's invested in me like how shitty is that right to like betray somebody Mm -hmm. who who has invested in you you know when the woman that loves you that you love when she thinks about her behind yeah and she she thinks about it as in um graham can touch this i love her behind i love touching (laughs) her behind yeah but i'm an animal and i want to like look i want like like we're like it's weird because it's a hard contrast. Human race is is, is a stupid middle ground. Like people don't want to admit that these days that it's still a hard contrast. Uh, we're animals. A conflict, I mean, but it is. We're animals, and if like, like we, it's weird that it's weird that women and men don't get to spend a week in each other, experiencing stuff because yeah. we're so different. I think, I'll, I think. Men, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is I worked in a gay neighborhood as a waiter, mm-hmm. and I totally was objectified, objectified yeah, and sure. hit on. My ass was grabbed, and yeah. and I was like, "Oh fuck, men are animals." I, yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, we don't have to go through this always," you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm 200 pounds and six four. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, like the guy who grabbed my ass was like 45 and not in great shape. And like, yeah. I could totally beat him up if I had to. Right. But if you're 5'4 and a woman, you don't... It's, like, scarier. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were bigger men who, like, really aggressively hit on me who were, like, super jacked and on steroids. That was scary. Yeah. But, like, that gives you a perspective, and it's awful. And I think a lot of mm-hmm. m- male chauvinism would com- be completely gone if we, if we got to experience that. On the same token, if women got to, women got to experience... How our sex drive how is never testos- shuts off. Testosterone, how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. what it makes you do. Like I just couldn't think of anything more pleasurable than licking that girl's asshole to her like pussy. Like it'd be the best. It would just make me so happy. But I can't. It would, I really hope people made it this far. Because now. I'm this a, is forty eight minutes in. Because I'm but, but because I'm an animal. I'm supposed to. We wouldn't. We wouldn't be. 
There'd be no humans if men didn't when think When I look at way. a pretty lady, I, yeah. uh, just to not leave you out hanging in the breeze by yourself here, yeah. yeah, I actually think of their legs and their body. I think of, like, I would eat you like chicken wings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Like a giant yeah. that's like, free, five, four, from. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, don't... I know, but, like... Well, it's like what we were saying before we came up here, or when we just got up here. It's like, you don't... Um, and by the way, my girlfriend definitely, and so does your wife, and every other girlfriend and wife, have those feelings about, like, hot guys they see. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're better at controlling their urges. But I think we have more. I think it just happens more often. I don't know why, but, yeah, obviously that's a cliche, and like, it's true. Like, my girlfriend has definitely made some sacrifices, you know? <laughs> to stick with stay you? Stay monogamous with me. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm sure it's a two-way street. It's just keeping human beings. But yeah. I just think... You know what's fucking... So then let's say that these are... Then we can put this into a context of your utopian society that you're building. Is that you have a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Um, what about this? There's two options. Or there's any option, really. But you can... If you find yourself going... The urge is driving you crazy. You do the whole thing where it's like, I'll be in your shoes for a week. Yeah. And then you relax. Yeah. Or... I think we should be able to get in each other's or shoes. Or you do whatever you want and you take pills to take guilt complexes away. No. I, I like the first one. I like the first one. Okay. I want yeah, to not evolve. Not as dastardly. I want yeah. to evolve and not trick anybody. I think it sounds I think like you do, yeah. It's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a human being, not a man, but a human being in general because I think mm-hmm. human beings aren't fully evolved yet. I think we're still are like 50% animals and and the other half is like like so advanced. It's interesting that you say that because we are, and uh, in, in my opinion, a hundred percent animals still. And so, when you say not fully evolved yet, what is your idea of a fully evolved human being? What does I that think? The idea what does that, that look like? I think the idea that I don't think men will ever be okay with not being the primary breadwinner. I think men, women will never not be okay without their boyfriend being slightly bigger in stature. I don't think women will ever be f- um, fully okay without certain masculine traits, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we, we ideally, and what we've been trying to do over the past 20 years is do away with all that. Which, do you think which that's is, a good thing? I think so. Yeah. But it's impossible. I'm not wired to do that. So then maybe there is no um, definition of fully evolved. Maybe that's like this weird sort of ambiguous ideal that we work towards, but it's actually not possible. Maybe it's a distraction for us to just keep going until we die and then the same shit happens in the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that all of us who are evolving and like, (laughs) you know, are, are not making kids and then all the dumb people who like are like enforcing those gender things or making like five kids right yeah and uh, i honestly can feel like shooting people who uh, have uh, different opinions about their religion i had an idea the other day that because um and i'm uh, an atheist i'm not a religious person but because it's so obvious that everyone's like mostly in like a big city or like whatever as an atheist and stuff that you know when you hear someone's religious you almost like lose respect for them a little bit oh absolutely but like i feel like in a couple generations it'll be the opposite people will like i think there's mm, anyways i don't know how to explain it i think so i feel like 
like another weird dark ages might be around the corner. Oh, for sure, man. Like in a Things lot going, of different ways. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. being smart is looked down upon in a lot. Like even in a comedy club. Yeah. In an just outside of a city. Yeah, yeah. And then if I, you if you yeah. say a joke that's somewhat colorful and articulate, you're dead. Yeah. You have to be like, I'm like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it sucks. Yeah. Our job's interesting because we just take stock of a random group of people. Mm-hmm. A random sampling of human beings. We take stock of them every night. Yeah. We get to sample what what culture is on the streets. Where yeah. people's heads are at. A lot of them are fucking dumb. Yes. A lot of them are smart. And the really cool shows are like a very specific neighborhood. Yeah. And a very specific group of people. Yeah. You know, like I'm check out my new show, uh, yeah, <laughs> the Fossington at Ossington every first Wednesday of the month. Yeah, you know what I like about the Rivoli's though what? here is that it's not like it's a, a good mix. It's like a good mix. It's not just a bunch of hipsters. It's like people who like comedy from all walks of life, and it's not a comedy club. Yeah, vibe. The Rivoli is got a super successful Monday night show here in Toronto that we've been doing for at least twenty years now. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a um, an. Ex- like a fun, smart, experimental show, and the audience is not a bunch of hipsters. Yeah, because that that can I, that bothers me too sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah they won't because I think you can be fun and weird with but, those hipsters. But that's what I'm saying is like, but you can't. There's be, like there's a weird thing that's happening right now is where to be as close to enlightened as possible as yeah. people think, which is you know subjective. But then it. It just seems like, especially maybe I'm on Facebook too much, but it seems like it's just turning into uh, a newer, hot version of, like, fascism. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you're... The the enlightened people are going to this, like, uh, area of thinking where, like, um, any sort of, like, loose, uh, wild idea is, um, you know... Um, un, you know, not proper. I don't know. Like I think, like you know, people should still take risks with their ideas, but we're yeah. we're self censoring ourselves so much. Like there's about five layers of self censoring ourselves these days with this so called like evolved sort of way of thinking. That are we coming up with like really base wild ideas anymore? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like good art and good new ideas should make the person that's not expecting it feel like they just fucking went insane. Yeah, and are we allowing yeah. ourselves to get to that point these days by? Um, uh, going running the gamut of rules and regulations in our head before we can even fucking speak to each other. Do you see what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I and think, I think hipsters. Yeah, like pseudo intellectual hipsters. The um, censors go go like yeah. They're almost they're, like closer to fascist than like dumb red. That's what I was gonna say. Is like yeah. you can't. You're you're allowed to be silly and weird in hipster rooms, which yeah. is great. Yeah, and then the comedy that they sometimes. But if they, you take a risk by saying anything else, something like socio political. Yeah. yeah, you're. Yeah, toast. They they, they, they they like have this Pavlovian response to keywords that they know are bad. Even if you say yeah. if you say um if you say like it's not this extreme, but if you say like racism is bad, they'll be like he yeah. said the word racism. Oh, this is and they'll just tune out and they'll be like, No, I just said it's bad. Yeah. Like, no, you said racism. Like yeah. it's just like they You said uh, the yeah, you opened up the Pandora's box in their mind of yeah, if all I make the a, articles they've read about if yeah, if I make a clever joke and I'm doing a parody yeah. of a racist, they don't see it's a parody. They just take it as face value. Yeah. It's like oh, I thought you like 
imaginative stuff. Where's your imagination? You get that I'm doing a parody. I'm making fun of this person who's a racist, not yeah. being a racist. Like it, I, right. I, I exactly. hate it. I hate. No, the shutdown is like yeah. you, ha- you. You always have to include in your joke a line about like I know you guys. Some of you just shut down, but yeah. or yeah. something like yeah. some door to keep open. Sort yeah. of thing. Or like, <clears throat> you know, what if we do evolve and like, you know, for an example, like to a more enlightened place than we are now, and then like, you know. Which I hope so, too. Like, I love everybody, I think, you know. Mm. Uh, I'm the same as you. I would like everyone to be happy and comfortable. But could a person, could there be comedy again where a comedian of any race, any gender, take the piss out of anybody else that's not like them and it's still okay? Or do they just get chastised? Like, right now. happens now. You can still do that now. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's why I like New York. For obvious reasons, I don't think like you can do that there. Yeah, maybe you're right. New York, you can. Yeah. 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 Like you listen to like a Kurt Metzger album, and you're like, "How did he get to do all that?" Because everybody lives on top of each other, so they know each other, so they're not scared. Right. It's like well, they, have, they have this test where they send um, uh, uh, gay people into homophobic neighborhoods. Yeah. And then they send straight people into homophobic neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and both groups. Go door to door and explain to the homophobic people that being gay is okay. And then you call back in like two days. Yeah. And like a third of the people are like, you know what? I think uh, being gay is okay. Yeah. Like everybody across the board is the same. Yeah. Whoever they talk to are convinced. And then you call back two weeks later and everyone who talked to the straight person has switched back to their homophobic ways. And everyone who talked talk to the gay person is no longer homophobic or or like uh, not everyone but like a third of them are like no longer homophobic because they so they actually met they actually met a yeah. gay person where like kurt mesker does his edgy stuff in new york yeah. the audience gets it because they know a black person and the black person knows a white person and they're not yeah. scared you know what i mean yeah where it's like that's what's great about it yeah is you you can say stuff about black people as a white person in new york yeah. And black people are not outraged. They go like, they, like they know that you're not being racist because you are using very specific, n- learned examples of culture. Right? Do you know what I mean? I mean, everything right. has to be balanced. But, so, like, if and, you come they, from they, like Northern Ontario, yeah, and you start making jokes about vast generalizations, gay people and yeah, black people, like, where you obviously have no contact with, that's when you look. Yeah, fucked. you you don't look like you know what you're talking about, so it's yeah. racist. Do you know what I mean? Or homophobic. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's a really, really good uh, thing I, I've never thought of before. The thing... Yeah. I wanted to go back... Maybe that's why I feel like sometimes maybe it is a quote-unquote white privilege thing. But because I'm raised in this city with gay people and black yeah. people and Asian and everybody around me, maybe I do take it for granted that I... I'm like, why is everyone uptight? You know, we're all because we, we grew up kind of hanging out anyway. I said this last night on 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 your show. You know, thanks for having me on your show. Anytime, and I believe it. It's like <laughs> I would never want to live in a small town because I would never want to trade a big backyard <laughs> for having a racist son. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, someone got mad at you on Facebook when you made that joke. Remember that? No, on Twitter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He was uh, defensive. He yeah. lives in the suburbs. Yeah, he's going through some stuff. <laughs> well, he's drinking a lot and he got divorced, whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to give people, but it's fine. Yeah. 
I've, um, I've, I've been in dark places before and gone off and been insulted and whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you get a knee-jerk reaction sometimes yeah. when you, you think someone's riff, riffing on your ex, exact experience. I, I don't know the guy, but everyone says he's really nice and uh, and he's funny. So Very funny. Very yeah. nice. But, yeah, I know, but it is funny because... It's just like what we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you were sort of making a point from your perspective, and then all of a sudden, uh, a, a person who represented, like, yeah. the area you're talking about is like, please, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't lump me in with that, you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, fair enough. Who cares? Um, this has been a hearty, chunky soup meal of a first podcast of 2015. I really liked it. Did you? Yeah, I think we really dove in. You're a very smart, very kind man. And I think that fans of your comedy, if they seek this out and listen to it, they will be pleasantly surprised. That's what you think. No one knows who I am. I swear to God, no one knows who I am. Well, comedians, a lot of comedians know who you are, and the industry definitely knows who you are. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I I, I have fans, and then the industry is like, they think I'm um, a garbage man. Well, um, that's not true. You've had a, you've had, you were on MTV. That was really funny. You were awesome on that, by the way. Thanks. Look up um, Game of Thrones, Chris Locke. Boy, oh boy, is it funny. Or yeah. uh, Cool Judge. Is it Cool Judge? Cool Judge was really fun, yeah. Cool Judge. Oh, my God, that's funny. Um, yeah, so thanks. But, well, anyways, I do think, um, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being hard on myself. But you should not be hard on yourself. Because you keep collecting fans, whether you believe it or not, and you keep growing, and you've maxed out Canada for now, and you're about to go to L.A., it's going to be great. When I went to Ottawa this for, for Christmas break... Yeah, I you headlined the uh, Yucks, right? I had fans show up for the first time in my life. It well, that's what I'm so talking weird. about. You're out there, you're playing on SiriusXM, you got the... You, how many sets did you film for festivals last year, or the last two years? Uh, um, you did JFL twice. No, you did JFL one film set. Yeah. Um, did you do and then I did, Winnipeg? Uh, I, no, I didn't. No, you did Halifax, did though. Halifax. There you go. These are all... For Americans, if you're listening, this is all Canadian gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting your set filmed at these festivals, and then they play them on, on TV and stuff. So, yeah, it, in the, in the, and then all your stuff is played on SiriusXM. It's great. Well, we're having good You won lives. the homegrown... Oh, let's, let's end by tell, talking about this. very happy with my life. Yes. Yeah. You have a good life. Yeah, you have a good life too. You're killing life, dude. So are you. Lovely wife. You have a lovely girlfriend. Nah. We'll swap. She's she's great. We'll swap one day. Both doing great. In LA, in Venice. Listen to me. We'll wife swap. Yeah. We'll be having an open relationship. I would not have a problem with that at all. I would. (laughs) (laughs) My heart just broke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It turned black and and just crumbled. The idea of my girlfriend sleeping with somebody else is the worst. Listen, let's... I know. Yeah. Give me a break. I mean, I hug my wife every damn minute we're together. Yeah. Okay. So, let's end by talking about this, actually, since I said all those nice things. The last two years... It is funny, um, whoever's made it this far and is a fan of both of us, because we both would like to end this thinking that we have been collecting fans. We we were in a bunch of contests together. A bunch? Yeah, it's talking about because... We, we were in two. Yeah, I guess two. And we're, uh, well, I guess we're tied, we're, which is great. We were nominated for the Now Magazine stuff, but we both lost that. Shit. Yeah. Who cares about that? Who cares though? about that? But yeah, two... 2013, you won Homegrown at JFL. And then this 2014, you won Canadian Comedian of the Year, which is bananas. Well, you know, that's male so comedian. Great. Oh, male comedian. Well, yeah. Come on. 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, a lot of people oh, people have their ideas about contests and all that shit. Well, but the funny wanna... thing is, is like uh, when I I we did homegrown at JFL just for laughs. It was really really fun. And Graham and I were like working our sets at the same shows leading up to it and joking and stuff and yeah. like having a good time. And then we kind of thought like because we're friends too, probably we were tainted. We were like, it's probably you or me, right? We kind of yeah. thought that a no, bit. No, I think we were right. Yeah, okay. Uh, and yeah, I that's nice. I might agree. And then, but so I went on before you. And the show was okay up until then, I think. What time? What? What? what when did you go on? Like, what? What position were you? Like I went on like yeah. That's perfect. And I think you went on like eighth or something. I went on second last. Yeah. Yeah, and then so so I went on, and really had a good set. Everything connected. Yeah, you I felt really good, and I felt was like, worried back there. I felt yeah, but here's the thing. Then I get off. I jotted off, like I I basically jogged, <laughs> like I kind you know <laughs> off. Yeah. And then um, some guy from Edmonton that doesn't even do stand-up anymore went, tanked royally. So yeah. basically erased the vibe I had created. Yes. Brought the room back down. Then you went out to... And they played a cheesy, like, teeny disco song. It's Beyonce, I think. Oh, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> oops. oops. Yeah. See, I have no idea. Yeah. And then, And then your first line was, that's not the song I asked for, yeah. right? Yeah. Boom, explosion. And I'm like... It's so I my and honestly, right in my mind I was like, Well, I had a fun time. Yeah. Like I just instantly knew <laughs> you know what I mean? At least I had fun. I didn't yeah. know at that time I was like, I hope I don't fuck this up. But it, it anyway, was awesome. Yeah. I got lucky and I had fun and we both had great sets. And then uh yeah. the next year you won uh well whatever, we don't suck each other's dicks. But i <laughs> I will say this is um I said something after you won at, at, in like we were all drinking in a hotel with a bunch of <laughs> friends and I really regret it. And it's not but I think it sounded. <laughs> Can I say what, what I, you did? Yeah. It's, it's not what I meant, though. It's what yeah. I. It's it. I did say something awful, but it's not what my it was trying to say in my but, head. But when you think like all business like about the yeah. career all the time, yeah. you forget that um, when it comes out of your mouth, sometimes with, around other people in the business, it sounds cold you and sound like a cunt. No, come awful. on. But no. that's not what I mean. But the thing is, is I knew it, what you meant. But the reason why I I I, I said, I'll just say it. I said. I said, oh, you know, these come, they're just popularity contests. And I was like, oh, fuck, that sounded like... <laughs> like after what I, I just won. Yeah, oh my And then God. Jane was the one that was like, Graham. Yeah. And I, but I, <laughs> That's but, his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, 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 and that, but then I, we also got wasted that night and listened to the Black Lips on our phones. It was phones. the best. It was nice. But what I meant to say was like... <laughs> but this is what I truly meant, Chris, is like it's... Yeah. it's the reason why you won is because you're popular and you're popular because you're good. Like what I meant is like before yeah. you, you always say this, you always say, well, no one knows me. I have fans, but the industry doesn't know or whatever. The industry votes on that, dude. Yeah. They, you're popular amongst the industry. Because they well, care, and they want something. Now, yeah. Well, they want some somebody new and somebody good and somebody who's interesting. Yeah. And that's why you're popular. Yeah. Did I save it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel way better now. All right. Oh, fuck. This was a long one, but it was a good one. Do you feel good? How long is it? It's an hour and seven. Oh, let's get out of here. Plus my intro, outro. Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's go get another brunch. Okay. But I wanted to... Fuck, there's one more anecdote that I wanted you to get on audio once and for all, and what? I can't remember. Fuck. I thought of it last night, and then, pause of course, it. of course, we went out drinking all night. I'm going to think for... Uh, yeah, I'm going to pause it for a sec, because there's one anecdote. Yeah, one... One sec. 
All right, I we paused it and I forgot. We it doesn't matter. I couldn't think of it. You know what? We, we got really drunk and our brains are broken. Yeah, I put on a show last night at the Ossington and I remembered it there and was like, oh, I got to tell get Graham to tell it tomorrow. And then after the show, we blasted our brains out with beers and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, now nah, I can't remember. So we're just gonna wind it down. But. Uh, Maybe we'll catch up in L.A. or something or somewhere else, and then we'll do another one and see if anything's changed. But it doesn't sound like it because you've created a really... sounds like uh, you know exactly what you want. I don't know what I want. It sounds like you want everybody to be happy. Oh, there. Yeah, utopia. Yeah. <laughs> I automatically thought about my career. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. What the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, this is it. Oh. Talk about the video of Dave Chappelle saying... See, we ended on your career. Dave Chappelle saying that you're funny. Oh, You have yeah. video footage. No, I don't. Audio. Audio v- v- footage? Yeah. <laughs> you have audio of the best... Pretty much the best stand-up ever saying that I wish I, I could have had video, but I got nervous mm. and asked my friend to turn off his camera. How dumb is that? Whatever. I hate that. Anyway, you have it though. You you have even if you didn't record it, anything for pos yeah for posterity. I say it. You know, I I'll, I'll tell you the story quickly. We yeah. I was uh, I was in New York living there, and uh, for stage time I used to do a thing called barking, where you stand on the street corner, hand out uh, like flyers, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically try and get people to come in the comedy show. And then you perform in front of all these people that you tricked into a bad comedy show yeah, for, like, five minutes. But they're a real audience, <laughs> and the rest of the comics are, like, paid people, yeah. like real comics. And anyway, so I was doing that, and then um, it, I was doing it at the place called the Comedy Village, formerly the Boston Comedy Club, which in the... Uh, Late 80s, 90s was a big deal in New York City. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's called Boston. But anyway, Dave Chappelle came up there, and the Comedy Village was closing down. It was being turned into like a wine bar or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to go on, and um, Dave Chappelle walks in by himself. He's got earphones on and like a backpack. And he's like, Mm -hmm. hey, hey, PJ, which is the owner and manager. Mm -hmm. He's like, do you mind if I do some time? And they're like, oh, okay, Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. And there's like 20 people in the audience. And then all of a sudden, everyone starts texting in the audience. And he goes on. And then like right away, it's like rammed, like 120 people, like standing room only, 150 people. Like it's hot in there. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone. And he's right there, Dave Chappelle. This is at the height. This is like 2000. Seven, so mm-hmm. this is the height of his popularity, like crazy. Anyway, so he does like an hour, mm-hmm. two hours, whatever he does. And then he goes, "Hey, I used to hate it when." Hey, PJ, he's talking from the stage. He goes, "I used to hate it when uh, I was a comic, and I'd be sitting at the back waiting to go on, mm-hmm. and Chris Rock would do this, and I'd be like, fuck Chris, look, Chris Rock,' you know, yeah, yeah. like fuck him.' He's like, "Do you mind if I bring up the other comics and be like host the rest of the show?" And I was like, "Okay." And uh, I was one of the, like, only, like, three or four people got to go up. And for whatever reason, I was, like, selected to go up. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, he, like, please welcome. Oh, first of all, he was, like, he wasn't doing well before me. Mm -hmm. And and he was, like, you know, uh, there's, like, a band playing downstairs and an Irish bar. Like, did he just exhaust his new ideas or his ideas? No, he was doing great. But there'd be, like, 
Dips, right. As a joke, he said when there's like a dip, he'd be like, you used to know that you weren't doing well and you can hear the band downstairs. Listen to that bass. And there was like, you could hear like a bass. And a girlfriend was like, that's my boyfriend. He's like, are you serious? Why aren't you watching your boyfriend? I was like, I heard Dave Chappelle was upstairs. He's like, go get your boyfriend. Tell him to bring his bass. So she ran downstairs, interrupted their music his their their like session mm-hmm. whatever their and then the the, the boyfriend came upstairs with his bass mm-hmm. he's like plug it in and then they plug it in and he's like doing like musical comedy and like going like like it was like really funny and wow. i i like to think that that inspired that scene in the movie block party where he does it with the roots yeah anyway so um, crazy so he, 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 there's audio of it and he's like uh please welcome the house favorite graham and he goes, burm, 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 yeah, yeah. Burm, and I get on and I'm like, whatever, I'm like eight months into comedy. And I'm like, <laughs> I die. I, I get up there and the mic cord falls out. Yeah. And so I'm like, shit. Of and everyone laughs and I pick it up and then I'm like, uh, yeah, please welcome the house favorite Graham. Thank, or I go, thank God that Dave guy's gone. Thank God that Dave, please welcome the house favorite Graham. And I got like a big laugh or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay, fuck, I'm in it. And I start doing my thing and I heard like a very familiar laughter coming from the background. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking Dave Chappelle laughing. At yeah. And then I'm like, holy shit. Cause he's my idol. Like it's yeah. crazy. He was my idol, you know? And then. Yeah. You and I watched all of, uh, killing him softly yeah, on, on your phone ride. on the bus ride to Ottawa one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he goes, uh, and I get off stage, and he's like, oh, and on stage he goes, I haven't laughed that hard since I hung out with Chris Rock at Eddie Murphy's house. My, that was really sincerely, that was really funny, man. He goes, that joke you did about uh, your girlfriend crying during sex, instant classic. Like he's saying this on stage. I'm like, yeah. thank you, sir. And you can hear me on like the recording. Thank you. Thank you. And then he, <laughs> then he does like another 45 or whatever, comes yeah. off stage, finds me in the back, really? walks towards me. Like, I'm like, my heart's like, I'm like, oh my God, he's, yeah, coming yeah. Walk, he's coming to talk to me. And he, sit, he sits down beside me. He grabs me by the back of the neck with his right hand and pulls me closer. So our temples are together. And he goes, looks at me and he goes, you're sincerely talented. You're sincerely talented sincerely i go what he goes sincerely sincerely are you listening to me sincerely talented <laughs> i was like holy Dave fucking Chappelle holy did that with his head touching your head holy fuck right yeah. and i wasn't that great like he knows what he's doing he, right. I mean, he's done that to like a million he's a real slut i bet he's done it to a million guys <laughs> you know what i mean but he's so nice you know he knows what that yeah. means to a young comic you know mm-hmm. and then um and then that was it and then uh, the next day he came back because mm-hmm. uh, his club he started in was closing, and he remembered my name. He's like, hey, Graham, how you doing? And I was like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. And we have it on audio, the whole story, Yeah. for posterity, and I can't believe it. This is really awesome. Yeah, it's one of, it's, I'll never, that's like the best thing that'll ever happen to me in comedy, and it happened like eight months into my career. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really incredible. And then... You haven't let Dave down since. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with everything I've done. You I keep mean, growing, I, keep getting better. Yeah. So there you go. We built a nice little mellow utopian world for you. And we've talked about the biz a lot. We talked about personal stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Did you have fun? This, I, was, this is a bit of a longer one, but I'm glad we remembered that anecdote. Because I'm glad to actually hear it in full myself. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry I ramble. No problem. Uh, we all do. You can edit out the boring parts. It'll I'm like not going to give it an... I, six minutes. This podcast is all raw, dog. It goes up okay. as is. No one's going to listen this far, but if you have, thank you very much. Yeah, very thanks nice. for listening. Anything else you want to say? Is that all? You want to close I've with that? i said enough. Okay, thanks so much, Graham. And ha- good luck in the States. 
Oh, yeah, one more thing. I'm gay. <laughs> okay, so thanks again to Graham K for uh, doing Utopia to me. And uh, we had a blast, you guys. Uh, Graham's super funny, so go check out his stand-up anytime you can. As uh, He's playing on Sirius XM Radio. He's got some clips uh, airing on TV, all that stuff from uh, Just for Laughs and, like, the Halifax Festival, like we mentioned in the interview whatever the podcast um if you're in la go check them out get them on some cool shows man get them on all of them meltdown hot tub all that shit get graham k on there you won't uh, regret it and follow him if you're listening at graham k comedy on twitter and then you'll find out what's really going on i don't know how much he updates it but just follow him and then you will see the stuff and that's the episode 19. I'm just going to wrap it up now because I'm, you know, uh, busy, busy man. I have to go skateboard right now out in the ice cold and uh, see if I don't die. No helmet, no jacket. Fuck it, man. I'm going to do a, an, I saw a video of a guy doing an impossible, sort of like this impossible no comply over uh, five steps or something. Thrasher Magazine put that on Instagram. That's what I'm going to go do right now um, outside in the cold. No snowboard, still skateboard. And follow us at Utopia to Me. And uh, check it out on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Utopia to Me.com. And follow me at Chris Lock Fun. I've got a million things coming up this year, and it's going to be a, a real good one. So keep looking out for really fun, interesting comedy coming your way from me, from everybody on the show, and Toronto, Canada, and the rest of the world. Enjoy your life. Um, throw the peace sign into the face of the sun and uh, see what happens. Thanks again, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you.